Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for May 14th, 2017. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Russ Dean, co-pastor with Amy Jackstein at Park Road Baptist Church. His sermon today is entitled, I Believe I'll Have a Beer. I am 53 years old and I have never tasted beer. Even after Park Road Baptist Church taught me to enjoy a glass of wine with a nice meal, I have never seen the need to drink beer, never had the desire. Several years before he died, I was sitting with Joel Froiler during a Wednesday night fellowship supper. Joel heard me say I had never tasted beer, and he heard me joke that I was still waiting on the right occasion, that I had never quite found the right moment to want to start drinking beer. Joel was downright indignant. (laughs) What are you talking about? Never found the right reason. Everything is a reason to drink beer, Russ. As an adolescent, it never made any sense to me. I didn't know anybody who drank beer because they liked the taste of it. I didn't know people who drank beer because they were thirsty or because it paired particularly well with a certain entree. Truth is, a lot of my high school friends said it tasted awful. So drinking beer was obviously about some other thirst. And I could never see drinking as an activity in itself. I remember the first time somebody said to me, you'll have to go out drinking with us sometime. Now, what in self-righteous piety? I just thought that was crazy. Drinking it in a sport. It's not an activity by itself. Now, obviously, there are a lot of people who think I'm wrong about that. But it still doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, and then I got past adolescence and I got old enough to drink legally. And, you know, the challenge was just kind of gone. It kind of took a little something out of wanting to show up with a Budweiser in your hand if you're actually old enough to hold one. And then I got to middle age, and I'm still not convinced I've really missed anything. I'll keep waiting on that right occasion to drink my first beer. But then I came to the text for this week that Dan has just read to you, and oh my, maybe I need a beer. I felt a little bit like Joey last week who said in his first very good sermon, his first sermon, which was very good, not his first very good sermon. (laughs) Misplaced modifier there. Joey said last week, as he looked at the 10 verses he was assigned for the Gospel of John, oh my, how am I supposed to pick just one thing to say out of this text? 20 minutes is all I've got. Joey, I feel your pain, brother. Did you hear all of that that Dan just read? Listen, do not let your hearts be troubled. There has never been a time in my life that I have felt our world needed to hear this word any more than it does today. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. These are troubled times, and maybe trouble is connected in some subtle but real way with our growing disbelief 
to the fearful or intellectually arrogant rejection of the idea that we are part of an unfolding drama that is much, much bigger than our own little troubles. Maybe if we actually believed in God, we could let not our hearts be troubled. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. Maybe we ought to talk about heaven, eternal hope. Maybe there's a legitimate conversation about what happens when we die. Maybe there's room to believe, even if you're a smart, sophisticated, critical thinking 21st century Christian. I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Oh my, what a text. A translation, sometimes, uh, no one comes to the Father except by me. And I heard one pastor say one time, he had always kind of understood that as nobody comes to God except, you know, kind of close to Jesus, you know, by me. We all have our ways to kind of understand and interpret this difficult text. There are dozens of sermons in this text all by itself. Jesus is the way. Is he the only way? No one comes to the Father except through me. How do we reconcile a specifically Christian affirmation with a pluralistic world that offers many affirmations of faith? Can we hold a legitimate commitment to interfaith exploration and cooperation? The one who believes in me will also do the works that I do and in fact will do greater works than these. You can do greater things than Jesus did. Don't take my word for it. He said it. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Well, again, we need a couple dozen sermons to unpack the power of prayer and a couple dozen more just to begin to untangle the mess that centuries of prosperity gospel preaching has unleashed on hurting and needy human beings. Ask me for anything. We need to talk about that. There is a lot here in this text. Dozens of sermons to be preached. And as I reread all these powerful, challenging, and comforting words again this week, as is always the case, the Scripture There's always a good word in it. No matter how often you read it, something will speak to you, often something new and different. There is a lot to believe in these verses. Many of the doctrines of Orthodox Christianity can be identified in these 14 verses. What should we believe about the divinity of Jesus? and the Trinity, and the afterlife? What should we believe about prayer and salvation and exclusive claims to religious truth? What should we believe? What can we believe? What does it mean to believe? As all of these questions about belief 
and believing were crashing down on me this week, this week, weighing on my mind and burdening my soul, Jesus spoke to me. Jesus understood the burden of belief. And he understood that there is something more important than believing. He said so in this very text. In the midst of this theological discourse that has now been parsed for centuries into the necessary doctrines of faith, Jesus says, wait now, maybe that's not the point. Believe me, Jesus says, believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Believe me. I hope you can believe. Jesus says, I hope you will believe. But if you do not. Now Jesus doesn't say for what reason some people will not believe, cannot believe choose not to believe. He just acknowledges that sometimes we do not believe. And then he points in the, in the direction of real faith, believe. But if you do not, believe because of the works. Jesus says, if you have to make a choice between believing in something that only resides inside your head or believing something that you can see, if the question is between believing with your minds or believing with your heart, if the issue is claiming faith or doing faith, if it comes down to words or works, Believe because of the works. Believe because it works. Now, I am a Christian pastor raised in the American South that was immersed in a deeply evangelical spirit. And though I have become a liberal Baptist, a disciplined thinker, a progressive interpreter of Scripture and tradition, I know that my roots still influence me. I believe almost everything that my Sunday school teachers taught me in elementary school, though I believe almost all of it differently. I believe, I believe, and I still have a calling to challenge you to believe. Believe is a word of faith. I affirm all of the findings of science that I can understand. And I accept all the rest, but I believe in things that are much more important. I hope you believe. I challenge you to believe. I dare you to believe. Believe in God. Believe there is a great divine mystery that need not be proven that opens us to a world of depth and dimension that is far beyond our understanding. Many who have given up that belief have done so under the impression that only the weak and uninformed believe. In my estimation, the opposite is true. Belief in God in an age of science is not for the feeble-minded nor the faint of heart. 
I hope you believe in God. Believe in Jesus. Believe that He is our way of understanding the mystery of God. Believe that only through an understanding of His life and death and resurrection does the concept of divinity have any connection to our real life. Believe in the person of Jesus, the story of Jesus, the way of Jesus, the truth of Jesus. I hope you believe in Jesus. Believe in the Spirit, in that still small voice, in that peace which passes understanding. Believe in the sound of silence which comforts and which afflicts and which challenges us to dare to be. I hope you believe in the Spirit. Believe in Trinity. Believe that God who is one is too great to be conceived as just one. Believe that a vision of community as the very nature of God is a better way to understand the divine and a much more important idea and ideal than an absolute but all alone, all powerful, self-sufficient being. I hope you believe Trinity. Believe in church. Believe in an institution that points beyond itself, that is never about brick and mortar and budgets and programs and staff and numbers, but always much more than that. But believe in an institution that through brick and mortar and budget and program and staff and numbers is a necessary means to a much more important end. It is how we understand God and Jesus and faith and life and one another. Church, I hope you believe in church. Believe. I dare you. Believing will open your mind to new avenues of truth and discovery. Believe. I challenge you. Believing will open your heart to more paths of service. Believing will open your soul to a deep, abiding peace. Believe, I exhort you, but I cannot make you. I cannot compel you. I probably cannot convince you. No, I cannot make you believe anything in your heads, and I will think no less of you if you do not. I will think you no less a child of God, affirmed of God, loved by God, if you do not believe, because... Jesus, who is the center of so much belief and believing in this world, said, if you do not believe, then let your belief be expressed as an action, not an affirmation. You understand? I am 53 years old, and I have never tasted beer 
So I cannot confirm the creed of the old comedian W.C. Fields, who was the first to say, everyone must believe something, I believe I'll have a beer. His is not my creed, but I do affirm the truth that is held in the irony that makes his quip funny. His joke turns on the meanings of the word believe. Everybody's got to believe something, you know, believe something in your mind, tenets or doctrines in your head. You got to believe something. But then W.C. Fields relies on another meaning, the more important meaning of the word believe, and belief becomes an action. I believe I'll have a beer. It's something to do, not something to think about for W.C. Fields. Believe me, Jesus said, believe in your head. But if you do not, then believe the works. Believe with your eyes and with your hearts and with your hands. Today, let me encourage you to let his works speak for you and to let your works speak for him. Elsewhere in John's gospel, Jesus said, I must work the works of the one who sent me while it is day for the night is coming when no one can work work while it is day the night is coming or as Jimmy Buffett said it it's five o'clock somewhere so believe with your eyes and your hearts and your hands it's time may it be so We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Today's podcast was produced with production help from Hugh Ashcraft, Brian Smith, Bruce White, and Rich Dower. Our theme music was composed by Brandon Michael Williams. Thanks for listening today. Grace and peace to you.